Connors T, how are ye? Welcome to the Candle of Tales podcast. My name is Aaron Hegarty and we'll be hearing a story from Surika in just a little bit. We're listening to episode 111 and this is continuing on the invasion cycle. So we're telling a story from the Book of Invasions and this one is The Fear Bullock. If you like what we do and you'd like to support us, you can pop over to patreon.com forward slash candle tales and throw us a bit of change. It really helps. Makes a massive difference. Or you can go to YouTube and subscribe and like our videos there. More content coming soon. We'll have a post your chat after this episode. But now, without further ado, Hisorica, tell us the story, will you? They sail towards the crashing waves with their oars splashing into the sun shining from the south. They fled south in this one ship, this small group of Nemedians, survivors of the battle for the Fomorian Tower. They fled down the coast of the peninsula, through the narrow straits, and into a sea that was bounded by land. And there they found safe harbour. They found a place to stay. They found a place to build and grow and be. They multiplied till they were in their thousands. But misfortune dogged them, these lost people, these landless. The lands that they lived in were not empty, not open and unoccupied like the island their ancestor had found. These lands were full, with people who did not want to share them with outsiders. And the people of these lands, they enslaved outsiders. And they put the descendants of Nemed to hard labour and slavery. The work they were given by their enslavers and their captors was to make all the lands fertile. And they had to do this by carrying fertile soil from the valleys to the tips of the mountains until they became smooth and arable. But of course, the soil was washed away by the rains and so their labour began again and again and again. They were given no tools, no beasts of burden. They were the beasts of burden. And they toiled up the mountains every day under the hot sun. The only tools they were able to make for themselves were sacks, woven tightly of the strongest fibres they could find, filled with soil and dragged uphill and emptied and carried down and filled and dragged again and again and again. And so this became their name. They were the men of the sacks, the bagmen, the fair bullock. But through the long years, through the generations of their oppression, and their slavery, 
and their suffering. They kept the stories alive of a place where they had been free and a place where they had been their own and a land that was theirs and could be theirs again someday. After long years passed, the sons of Dela stood out as their chieftains. The little power that they had was shared amongst them. And there had always been talk of escape. But there was never a plan, and so nothing ever happened. But with the sons of Dela and their wives, the Fairbolg began to plan in earnest. They began to talk, and they began to think, and they came up with an idea. It was daring. It was desperate. In secret and at night, they built boat frames hidden in their homes, hidden from their enslavers. They bent the timbers into the shapes of little round coracles that were just big enough that one of their own sacks could be stretched out across it. They built as many as they could. The boats were not large. They could carry little in the way of provisions, but they did what they could. They built what they could. They gathered what supplies that they could. And then all of them together. When the moon was dark and there was no light in the sky to betray them, they stretched the sacks the sacks that had given them their name of the Fairbolog over the frames they had built. And they tarred them and sealed them and then pushed them into the waves. And all of them piled into those little round boats. Families tried to keep close together tried to make sure that they went in the same ones but it was dark and the water was cold and choppy and they could not always see and once they were out on that dark water there was no knowing where the others that they loved were if father and daughter were separated if mother and son were in different coracles They could do nothing but wait and hope. And hope that the dark water would give them back their child, their parent, their loved one. But the water was cold and the water was choppy. And their little boats were not great ships. They could not be steered. They rowed themselves as fast as they could, bending their backs to their oars backs that had been hardened by generations of hard labour and in their desperation they fled hoping against hope for something better on the morrow hoping that the sun would rise and they would still be breathing hoping that they would be able to catch sight 
of a nearby boat, see someone they loved waving back at them. But when the sun rose, they were scattered far across the waves, bobbing, bobbing in their boats that looked like beetles, steering them as best they could through the narrow straits, and so many were lost, and so many that parted on that moonless night never saw each other again. And when, at last, they climbed the coast, they saw the island, the island of their forefathers, shrouded in mist and a little away. They landed. But their fleet had been so scattered that they landed from all sides. And when the Firbolg made landfall, they knew their journey was not complete. They dragged themselves exhausted onto the beach. They counted each other's heads, they searched each other's faces for the ones they'd said goodbye to on the dark and moonless night. And they could not bear to rest unknowing of who had survived. And so each and every one of them, man and woman and child, they'd put their backs to the waves and their faces to the centre of the island. And they put one foot in front of the other and they walked. And they walked over that land until at last they met in the middle. Five thousand of them made it to the island, but how many were lost, none can say. There were tearful reunions in that place, in the centre of the island, and there were many more tears for reunions that would never happen again. They settled in to talk then, what they were going to do with this new land, open and empty, as they'd always dreamed. With some plains cleared and some great lakes, but most of it forested and wild. And they were wary, the Firbolg, of appointing a high king. And so their chieftains, the sons of Dela, they came up with an idea and they presented it to the people. That they would divide this island into five provinces. North, south, east, west and centre. And that four of the brothers and their wives would rule those provinces around the edges. And the fifth and his wife would rule over them. High king and high queen. From the middle of the island. From this hill where they had all met. This place of reunion and mourning. And the Firbolg liked that idea. It did not place any one of them too high above the rest. And so they went their ways. They found their names for the places they lived now. Ulster in the north. Munster in the south. Leinster in the east and Connacht in the west and Mead 
in the middle. The first High King, the first ever on that island to be called High King, King over the kings of the provinces, Uslanya Magdala. He and his wife Fuad ruled wisely and ruled well from Brunaboynia for 45 years. But all good things come to an end. And after the rule of Slonya, troubles began anew for the Firbolg. They had no king for longer than half a dozen years after that. Ruadriga was the second High King, who had been King of Ulster. But only two years did he reign before he died at Brunaboynia, and his wife Lieber went back to her home place in the north. And then two brothers shared the throne, Gan and Genan. Struck down by a plague after only four years. And then Sengan and his wife Anust. But they ruled for only five years because the people under this rule were not happy. They did not trust power. They'd had it wielded against them for too long. And Sengan was overthrown. Fiaca Kinfinan promised much when he overthrew Sengan. But he could not deliver on his promises. And after another five years, he was overthrown himself by Rinal, the first High King to use spearheads. And Rinal, in turn, was overthrown by the despoiler Favgan. And then, at last, at last, after Favgan was overthrown himself by Oki MacEric, it seemed that the Firbolg's troubles had ended. For Ochi MacEric was the greatest king. So great a king that every king after him would take the name Ochi in his honour and his memory. While Ochi reigned with his wife Taltu, no rain fell, only soft dew. There was harvest every year, there was peace in the land and all was well for the fair bollock who had come home at last until one day Ochi woke up in a cold sweat for he had dreamed a dream a great flock of birds flying towards their land, tearing apart everything they had built. And a messenger came to Oki and told him that smoke was rising in great clouds from the coast. Thanks very much for listening to the story of the Fear Bullock, our 111th episode. Thank you for staying tuned and helping us get this far. The story was told by Surika Hegarty, my sister, and music by Rory O'Shea. Also help on this podcast from Oshin Ryan. 
he's been going over to YouTube and putting up more videos than ever before. So if you haven't liked him, subscribed and hit the little bell icon on our YouTube, you should do that because you'll get notified about when we go live next. Because we do live stream shows sometimes and we also do live stream post-show chats. Our next episode will be a post-show chat about this episode. So get in touch and let us know what you think of it or if you have any questions. Till then, well, we'll be continuing on our invasion stories and next week we'll have the Battle of Moichura coming to you. Until then, I hope you might think or consider going to patreon.com forward slash candlelit tales if you haven't done so already, because that's how we get help to do these podcasts. And if not, no problem. Liking and sharing and subscribing and following also helps a little bit as well. So do that if you want. Most of all, thanks a million for listening and tune in next time. You.